Well, it's Palm Sunday. Today is a celebration. A celebration of Jesus entering in Jerusalem, sitting upon a donkey. So a king, he was a king. He is a king, even though a donkey. Some people say, we should have come in a horse. At that time, a horse is not just what we, Horses only were uh, used by the army at that time. If you were a civilian and had a horse, you must have been a super millionaire uh, because you are not supposed to. Only the army or those in contact with the army had horses. So to come in a donkey is not a bad thing. You can always drive a Mercedes-Benz. It's okay with a Toyota once in a while. <laughs> but this is interesting because he's also showing humility because everything that God performs and does is because of love. You have to remember this. This is the key to the gospel. We are constantly talking about love, love this, love that. But we use the word love so easy that we don't, uh, you know, we don't give it the, 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 the uh, how about I go, the, the real significance, how profound that really means. Because here, you know, I love my dog. I love hamburgers. <laughs> I love this. I love my shoes. You love everything. So when you come to God, you say, I love God. Like another, you know, compare it with your tennis shoes. So it's a situation that we have in our minds. We have placed love in such an easy manner to project it or to believe in it that we don't give really the gospel the depth that it needs for us to know. Because if we really get to know what love is, we will pay more attention of the significance of it. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that faith works with love. Let me. This is interesting because there is nothing, say nothing. There is nothing that God may have for you that you cannot receive it unless faith is in place. Everything that God has that you are going to receive is by faith. Amen. By faith, but that's how he works. You see, he is in a spiritual world, and we are in a material world, physical world. He gives in the area of where he is. So whenever he lets something go, that may be for the physical world, he let it go where he's at. That's the spiritual world. Is our faith the one that will transport that which you want and expect enough to the physical world? Do you follow me or do I confuse you? Good. I confuse you, good. It's good, good. Good to be confused for a while. So, if you need something from God, he will give you in where he is at. And it's then your responsibility to bring it over. Why? Because you are the one that need it. The responsibility of God as a father is to give you, you give you, child, what your father wants to bless you with. God loves you as a father. Oh, by the way, you know he's more father than God himself. You know, he's God and his father. He's more father than God. And he will take care of you always. Are you listening to me? He will always take care of you. He will always give you. 
But that is responsibility as a father. So, my responsibility is to receive what he gives me. And sometimes we say, well, but God does not give me this. Does, does not. It's not that God does not give you that. It's that you have not received that. You ask me to give you 20 bucks because you need to eat or whatever, or whatever you need. And if I get it, I put my hands in my pocket and take the $20. I say, here, if you don't take it, don't tell people that I didn't give it to you. Tell everybody you did not receive it. Same thing. So what is the thing here with God? The thing here with God that our hands, our spiritual hands are called faith. Because faith, and now that comes the basics. With faith, I receive what God is giving me and I transport it to what I need it. Now, that's not much. You can get that down, right? Say amen. amen. Say I receive. Good, 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 good. Now, we have a situation. You may get that down. And if you really let that soak in, sink in, you will then realize that God gives you and you will receive by faith, transporting what he has from the spiritual world to the physical world. So that's great. But there is a situation here. Faith worketh by love. Going back to what I was talking. That means that you can learn the, all the methods of how faith works. Every method of how faith works. You can even teach it. But, it, so, okay, faith becomes a machine. A big machine that grabs and takes and brings over. Grabs what he has, what God gives, and brings over. But that machine needs oil. And the oil of that machine is called love. Without love, it doesn't matter how much. And some people say, no, but that faith thing doesn't work. There have been people sitting under my teaching for years. Say, but have you taught that? You taught me that? I got all those. Of course, I have those Spanish tapes. And I got all that, and nothing worked. And I know everything you have said, I have learned it to the, to the, you know, to the whatever. But he doesn't love, man. He doesn't, you know, and there's a ramification of love. For example, forgiveness is a manifestation of love. You can say you love, but how many people you haven't forgiven yet? You follow what I'm saying? Because I say love, but again, I'm not talking about love. I love hamburgers or I love my tennis shoes. I'm talking about what love really means. You know what love really means? God is love. That's what it really means. It's amazing. It's a, a tremendous mystery that someday we're going to know everything exactly how it is. The day we, you know, we go to heaven. How many want to go to heaven right now? Well, I don't want to go to heaven right now. I want to go to heaven, but not right now. Give me, you know what, give me. <laughs> Take it easy now. <laughs> so, are you following everything I'm saying? Are you digging everything I'm saying over there, back there, you know, asleep over there? Hey, Paul, get up. So, what I mean to say is that we have to realize the love of God. And now, let me, let me read this. Jesus entering Jerusalem. Praise God. This is John, the gospel of John. 
chapter 12, verse 12, it says, On the next day, most people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. So, that's how it is. He was sitting, and it's, and it's continued saying that, he was sitting on a donkey. He enters Jerusalem, and with those branches of palm trees, they hail the king, and they praise him, and they worship him, etc., etc. And, and it's interesting, because the same people that praised him when he entered Jerusalem were the same people that then were saying, crucify him to the point that they Barabbas, they let Barabbas go, who was a criminal, and they wanted Jesus to be crucified. There is a frustration because my, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you are his people, raise your hand. Are you the people of God? Raise your hand. Now, you cannot have lack of knowledge. Even though you may be his people. That, this is the big thing here. You're not talking about people of the world that doesn't care about Jesus, doesn't care about the Lord. People of the world that doesn't care about God. That is changing the culture for you to have no God anymore. He's not talking about that. He's talking about his people. His people. Ignorance will kill you. So they knew enough to be dangerous, as I say. And some people know enough to be dangerous. So they knew the scriptures in the Old Testament, expecting a Messiah. Everything fit Jesus to the T that he was the Messiah. That's why they were praising him. Because the Messiah has finally arrived. But one of the characteristics of the Messiah is that he was going to liberate them. Liberation. Deliver them from oppression. So when they praise him and all that, this is the, you know, this is the Messiah. He's going to deliver us. From what? Ah, they were under the Roman Empire. Roman Empire had Jerusalem, Israel. So they were, of course, they, nobody likes to be under the, you know, the foot of, a, of the oppressor. So they wanted to be free. So this is our freedom. The Messiah arrived, and in the book it says that he will deliver us. So praise him, etc. But you see, Jesus did not come to deliver them from the oppression of any political power or any government physical government. Jesus came to deliver them from a spiritual government, the devil's government. What the Bible is saying, it will happen because he's coming for the second time. Jesus coming for, I say Jesus coming for the second time. You knew that? Say, yeah, he's, say he's coming for the second time. Maranatha, he's coming again. Yeah, Jesus coming again. Maranatha, he's coming soon. He will come for the second time 
And when would he come? You see, now he's not really coming, truly. Now he's going to meet us in a cloud. The Bible established that the coming of Jesus is when he steps on earth. He came the first time because he was on earth. He, he stepped. Now the second time he's going to, his two feet are going to come and stand in there in the Mount of Olives. And he's going to crack in two. That's the power of Jesus Christ. And guess what? You and I are coming with him. Are you listening? Is that, say, yeah, that's great. Say something, man. You cannot go, you're going to stay, but you know what? You're going to stay in the cloud. Now he's coming. The rapture of the church. He's going to take us. Who's going to he take? He's going to take you and I. Of course, I'm going to take me because I know I received Jesus. Is he going to take you? Have you received Jesus? I say, have you received Jesus? Have you received Jesus back there? Okay, okay, you could answer me, yes, you are coming. If not, you're going to stay, baby, because, you know, of course, you can always at the end of the service receive the Lord. So, he's coming the first time, but he's not really coming because he will not touch earth. We're going to meet him in a cloud, and he's going to take us to heaven. Now, when that happened, the Antichrist is going to be established on earth. Something which is already being developed. Have you heard of the one world order? Because this is the culture that is being happening now. This is the culture that is going to develop into one, 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 one nation, one uh, currency, everything one. That's why some, they're really letting people come in here so the United States will disappear. That's what's happening. Everything that you see, every law that is trying to pass by is going against God. Basically. God is a problem for them. So now you think that church is being persecuted, it will definitely be persecuted. But we... We, we will be protected by the Holy Spirit of God. And you and your family and your future. You understand? Why you cannot is walk in fear. Because fear will definitely weaken your faith. Because fear, what is fear? Fear is simply lack of trust in something. Even in the natural when they're, when you, okay, if you have a, if you're in a car and you got a flat tire in the middle of some neighborhoods in Miami, baby, and then you know there's a, you, there are three or four blocks to get to, to the main street and you have to walk. No, not, well, now everybody got a phone, man, you know, unless, you know, you didn't charge it. Then you have to walk. And there are four or five dudes in a corner waiting for you to pass by. And they look at you and they go, man, the fear is horrible. Because, you know, you're going to get your butt kicked <laughs> badly. You hear? But if you come out of that car with a gun, and when those dudes get close to you, you go like this, your trust 
changes. The fear disappears because you got something more powerful than those three or four guys. You follow what I'm saying? So I give you this example in order for you to realize what I'm trying to tell you. Before I walked with nothing to, you know, to trust. So I was fearful. But now I have something powerful to trust. They are the ones that will be fearful when they see what I got. I'm telling you, to be fearful is lack of trust. If you are fearful, you are not trusting the promises of God. If you are not trusting the promises of God, you cancel the promises of God. And those things that are not for you will be there to hunt you. That's why my people perish for lack of knowledge. What is the knowledge they have to know? What I'm telling you now. You cannot fear. Because if you fear, you better get that knowledge in you. You're going to see a lot of things. They're persecuting the church. You got to keep walking. In your job, they're going to be talking, making fun of the Lord. And some Christians are going to be all talking. Shut up. Because they're, you know, they're afraid. They're being, because you are. No, they're going to call. Hey, you're a racist. You're this. No, no. Don't tell me what I am. I am a Christian is what I am. Praise God. But they are going to be singling you out. No, you're going to say, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. And I love everybody. I'm not a racist. I love everybody because it's love, the power of my faith. Because faith works by love. Praise the name of Jesus. So whatever it may be, whatever it may be, again, faith grasps what God has for you, bring it over to what you may be needing it. Faith worketh by love. Also in Galatians it says, the just, referring to those that are justified. I'm justified because the blood of Jesus justifies you. The just shall live by faith. Why? Because it's faith, the one that transports what God has for you. But then faith works by love. That means that I got to forgive. I cannot be a racist. I got to try to bless my neighbors. Do you follow what I'm saying? I can be firm in my job, but always with love. You see, sometimes you got to do things that may appear to be, if you have a business, you have to be merciful to a certain point. But God gave you that business for you to take care of it. No, I got to have love. Listen, again, again, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I got to have love and I got to know when I have to take care of the things that God gave me. Because if God gave you a business, it's because he has you in mind for something. Maybe to make a lot of money for the gospel. Maybe for, those, for the poor, for children to eat food. I don't know. You cannot allow 
two or three guys to do whatever they want in your job, and you allow them, allow them because of love, and then you go down the drain. And all your money that you have put in that business is going to go down the drain simply because you say love. That's not love, that's stupidity. Do you follow what I'm saying? You got to be merciful. You got to have gave everybody an opportunity to amend. But it comes a time that you got to say, God gave me this. I cannot allow the devil through anybody. Because, listen, people are used by the devil. Because the devil doesn't want you to advance. That is his job. Remember that. The devil don't want you to advance. So he will deviate. Confusion and all that thing. Are you following everything I'm saying? In this Palm Sunday? <laughs> but this is a confusion. Today... Many churches are all confused. Everybody going for these branches of, of palm trees, and they kiss it, and they put it in the, behind the door. So in other words, so, when it, so they will not, uh, the thieves will not come in. But what they don't know is that the thief is waiting for you before you enter the door <laughs> outside. It's crazy, you know. They think that a piece of, a piece of grass is going to help you. And they put it in the cars, you know. They make a cross with the, and they put it in the car like it's going to be something holy. That branch of palm tree is not holy. Jesus is the holy one. You know, this is, this is tremendous how the devil can lie to humans and people kiss that piece of branch of palm tree. And they put it in the, in the car, they put it here, they put it there. When it thunders, my God, I don't know here, but I remember when I was living in Cuba. Oh, my God. That was crazy, man. When thunder, all these old ladies, my, my aunts, they got the little thing and went to bed. You know what I mean? This is crazy. Like if you have a, something holy, and what, it, what they're doing is upsetting God because God is the one that created the palm tree and the branches of the tree. And you are putting all the attention to the branches of the tree and not to the creator of the tree. But the devil needs to deviate because you are cursing yourself with these things. Whenever you put anything before God, let me tell you, God can only, and this is going to another level, God can only bless what is under him. That brings you to another thing that I'm not going to get into now. I can't. Well, you got to be careful. You got to love your husband. You got to love your wife. But you better don't put it before God. You may even love and love your children. But you see, God gave you the children. And if you put their children before God, before God, that means that he can only bless those that are underneath him. Anything you put above God is not touched by his blessings. This is very important to know because sometimes you have to talk to your children and you got to say, hey, I'm a Christian. You should know better. I don't want you to bring your girlfriend to my house and go to bed with her in your room. But if I tell that to my, to my son, he may leave. Hey, listen, now you have to choose. God or your son. 
Because if you want your son to be blessed, you're going to have to take your position that God is first. And then with the blessings of God, you got to believe that he's going to change. But he will not change if you allow him to do whatever he wants. Oh, my God. Are you following what I'm saying, people? When I give you the example of what is above God and beneath God, this is very important. This is very important. But for sure, okay, this is in all the levels of things. And that happens a lot. Oh, no, no, you cannot bring your girlfriend here or your boyfriend here, son. <laughs> I will advise you. I will pray for you because I don't want you to, to live a life that is not what the Bible teaches me. But I can only pray for you and ask because you are my son and I love you. Whatever you are doing and whatever you are I love you. But... In my house, you're a man. You don't bring your boyfriend here. Because bringing it there, admitting and accepting the relationship. Don't look at me on the tone of voice. <laughs> because most definitely, some of you may not, may be in a situation similar, but I'm telling you, that's why maybe you are here. Or maybe you are there watching me now because you need to hear this. If you want blessings upon your son, he has to be beneath God. Give the Lord a hand. So, how am I going time? Who is the timer here? Whatever. I got another service to Espanol after here. I had it at 9 o'clock and then I have another one at 12.30. So, I cannot allow this to leave without me saying anything. As I said, the enemy, okay, he comes to rob, kill, and destroy. That is his mission on this earth. Rob, kill, and destroy. In order to what? In order to stop your advancing. If you advance, you will be fruitful. You will be fruitful in your family, in your business, in this, in that, with yourself. If you advance, you will be fruitful. You are, you are on this earth to be fruitful. Read Genesis. Whatever he told Adam is telling you. Adam lost, of course, the authority on this earth and all those privileges because he obeyed Satan. Whomever you obey, you uh, surrender your authority. Whomever you obey, you surrender your authority. When you were little, you wanted to play. I want to play in the middle of the street. You had to surrender your authority because daddy said, don't. No. It's the same thing in your job. It's your same thing in the world. It's your same thing in your church. I'm the authority here. God put me here. But I'm a nice guy. Yeah, of course. So, so what I'm saying here, that whomever you, uh, uh, you uh, accept or, or behave, your behavior submits to, you surrender your, your authority to do his authority. That's what Satan did. He took the authority from Adam because Adam disobeyed God and obeyed him. But then Jesus came, say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. Jesus came and took back from Satan what Satan had taken from Adam. And when Jesus took him, you receive it by faith. Powerful, man. Everything that Jesus took from the hands of Satan was what previously Adam had. 
that are lost, but now by faith, Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, has taken for me. And my victory is in his victory. That empty tomb that we're going to be celebrating next Sunday. You got to come back Sunday. All right? And we're going to have to praise him here. Our tongues get tired. Glory to God. But I got to say that. I wasn't going to say this. Um, are, you, are you receiving? Are you Some of you are oh, kind of asleep. Yeah. If somebody's asleep, just, just hit him in there. It's easy, please. Don't, not, don't harm him. So, talking about the confusion of the, the branches of the palm tree and making God upset. And they say, well, I don't do that. I don't do that. You may not do that, but some of people that told me that they don't do that, they read the horoscope every week. And the horoscope is based in the stars. Astrology. You know who made the stars? The same, I'm going to say that with all my respect, the same guy that made the tree, the palm tree, was the one that made the stars. And if he's upset because you are worshiping the piece of branch tree, he's upset because you are worshiping the stars. He made them all. He is the creator. He wants him to be worshipped. And you to trust in him. Not you to trust in whatever he made. Are you following what I'm trying to tell you here? So we have to cover ourselves. In these last days, this is judgment is coming very harsh. Because of the bad times that we're living in. This has always been bad. But because of the bad times we're living in. And the good things that God is going to bestow upon the church. And the terrible things that are going to happen around the church. You've got to be you, a definition of who you are. You have to must define yourself. It's no more you're a Christian because you're not a Buddhist. You're not a Muslim. No, no. If you're a Christian, you've got to be a born again Christian. Jesus must come into your heart. You must walk the walk and talk the talk. Give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. Jesus entered Jerusalem by faith. By faith, because not much longer afterwards, they were calling to being crucified. But he knew that that was a projection. You know, when he returns again, because as I said, now we, it is the rapture of the church, then we go to heaven. Those that die a normal death, physical death, are going to heaven if they are Christian. If we are here, when it comes to the rapture, we are going to be elevated. We're going to ascend just like he did. And we're going to go to heaven. And then seven years of tribulation, which I'm not going to go into it now. I must speak maybe some other time. But after those seven years that the Antichrist will be governing, his government now is being prepared. Then Jesus is coming back after those seven years, according to the last book of the, 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 the Apocalypse, the, the, the Revelation, the last book of the Bible. 
So he's coming with you and I. We return to earth because you were not born or made to live in heaven. We are citizens of heaven, but we are going to live on earth forever, forever. This is, we're supposed to be here. Adam was never supposed to live in heaven. Adam was supposed to live in here. The Bible says that the new Jerusalem is going to descend, descend. Why? Because the new Jerusalem, as it descends into the earth, that's going to be the throne of Jesus Christ here on earth with you and I. It's going to govern. You got to read the book of Revelation a little bit slowly, and then you'll see these things. Okay, so when he entered Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, really was a shadow of what was going to happen when the second time he returns and the new Jerusalem will arrive and he will enter also gloriously. And we're going to be worshiping him the same manner or even more than the first time. With no confusion. With no confusion. So, again, love prevails. Love prevails. And you will prevail. Even though you think, I got to fix this by killing somebody. No. You're going to fix this by loving somebody. You know what I mean? And remember, you don't always have to revive relationships. You got to forgive, but you don't have to revive relationship. If my accountant steals from me, I'll forgive him. But I will never give him that job again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to be wise. Wisdom. God gives us wisdom. Very important. Praise God. So Jerusalem, you're going to, this is a special day because of what's going to be happening. I gave you a bunch of things now that I, just God inspired me to tell those things because I believe you need to hear this about love. I had to activate you this. And I got to repeat these things because it's hard to receive all this information. And, and really, and keep it. So, repetition is important. But you just worship the Lord and, uh, and forgive people. Love people. Do what you need to do in love. Even the truth, say it in love.